Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Jets' sidelines. Hey, watch where you're going with that. <laughs> it's Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Scott Swainey, otherwise known as the Sherpa, and I'd like to call my co-host Jana to the mic. Jana, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> um, well, I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you... Are you still into hockey or, I mean, still into football or are you dwelling on hockey teams already or what's up with you? Um, I, we were talking before, I'm a little bit upset about the Penguins are about to lose the Rangers right now, but um, what I'm really most upset about is the fact that all my fantasy football quarterbacks are now injured, so this is a real problem for me. Oh, I see. That could be a problem, especially as we head into the playoff weeks. And I'm guessing, too, you weren't too excited to watch your Cowboys lose to the Eagles last weekend, highlighted, punctuated by Deshaun Jackson's lovely oh. tumble into the end zone there. But uh, Not, not anyway. only was I watching it in a room full of Eagles fans, which made it that much worse, but I also lost to you in fantasy football this week. I wasn't going to oh, say anything, but... It was just bad did, all the way around. <laughs> since you did, why don't you tell everybody what we're up to and start in on the injuries while I pat myself on the back? Oh, fine. <laughs> um, today we're going to look at uh, an injury list, as always, which I've pared down as much as humanly possible. We're going to look at each game individually, tell you who to start, who to sit, who you're crazy to have on your lineup. And we're going to be here um, from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern, as we are every week. And hopefully if we get through our games fast enough, we'll do a little waiver-wire debating if you want to have your voice heard throughout the show, feel free to contact us. You've got a number of ways to get a hold of us. There's email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. And if you just can't get enough of us during this 60-minute hour, <laughs> you can find us all during the week on the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. He just put a new article up today, which is really good, as always. And every Sunday morning, we're on Twitter answering your questions about who to start and who to sit right up until kickoff. And I guess we should just get right into the injuries and player news. Yeah, we want to hear from you on the phone tonight, though. I'm, I'm still not convinced that there's such a thing as a Cardinal fan or a Jaguar fan. So <laughs> if you root for either of those teams, call up and prove me wrong. Or if you have any questions oh. about setting your lineup for the semifinals or finals of your league, feel free to do that, and Jana and I will give you our two cents on that. But why don't we get into the injuries all right. Like I said, I tried to make this as short and sweet as possible so we can get some extra waiver wire time in later. Uh, first off, Matt Castle, recovering from his appendectomy in the middle of last week, came back to practice today. He didn't travel with the team Sunday. They played a little cloak and dagger about whether or not he would play when it was pretty clear he wouldn't. It's hard to come right back from having your appendix taken out, but they're saying they're unsure whether or not he's going to start this week. That's something you're going to have to check right up until Saturday or Sunday morning. As I was moaning about earlier, Aaron Rodgers uh, was concussed this Sunday during the game. He hasn't practiced. He's not going to practice all week. He hasn't been cleared by doctors. They said they're going to decide Saturday he'll have his concussion test then, but it really doesn't look good. Uh, it looks like Matt Flynn may be starting there. Hopefully he's a better showing than he did last week. It was not great. <laughs> No, in, the annual, in the annual Chargers roundup, tight end Antonio, Antonio Gates is doubtful with that nagging toe injury. Wide receiver Malcolm Floyd is questionable with a hamstring injury, and Legadu Nane is probable with his own hamstring injury. At least each week we're getting a few less <laughs> Chargers who are injured, so I guess that's the bright spot there. Um as I'm sure the Sherpa is very sad about, Giants wide receiver Steve Smith tore his ACL. He is out for the season. Uh, hopefully, uh, Mario Manningham can return from a hip flexor injury this week. He hasn't practiced. He's questionable. They're hoping he practices tomorrow, but 
they're going to need him to step up, and Derek Hagan has just been promoted. <laughs> he is slowly working his way up the ranks there in New York. If that doesn't uh, work, they're going to do jailbreak on Plaxico Burris. I mean, you might as well at this point. Why not? <laughs> in As the World Turns, the Minnesota version, I'm sure you all saw that crazy video of the Metrodome roof collapsing under those 16 inches of snow, and then the will-they-won't-they they about Favre playing this weekend. The streak did end, unfortunately. Uh, so he I, I think is, he punched that hole in the roof himself. I think he was just trying to give himself an extra day to... He, Get ready for the those, game, but it didn't work out. Those hours really could have made the difference. <laughs> could have, but apparently he um, didn't punch a big enough hole in the roof or something. I don't know. I guess not. But the Vikings are not going to put him on IR. Uh, a lot of people are saying he may be done for the year, but you know, right now they're having a real problem at quarterback. With Favre still has a numb hand due to that shoulder injury. Tavares Jackson has turf toe, which he's whining about. Um, I don't think that's really a tough injury, but, <laughs> but Joe Webb. it looks like Joe Webb came in. He's got a hamstring problem. It looks like he's probably not going to be able to play. They signed Patrick Ramsey this afternoon as insurance. Supposedly, sources say they're more optimistic about Favre's availability than Tavares Jackson's, which is really not good. <laughs> and no, his arm Greg is Camarillo... Purple. Ray Camarillo, the wide receiver, is their emergency quarterback, which I'm kind of excited about the prospect of that even being possible. <laughs> yeah, I actually recommended starting him this week, so that would be pretty you cool. You might as well. Um, yeah. Seattle placed Dion Branch on IR today. The Dolphins signed former Eagle wide receiver Kevin Curtis because they've had injury problems out there as well. Percy Harvin missed his second straight game with migraine problems. Um, we're not going to be sure about his status until tomorrow's practice. They didn't practice today. Hopefully he's back this week. The Colts' Austin Collie practiced. He's hoping to play against the Jaguars this week. Giants' Mario Manahan we talked about hoping to play through a hip flexor injury. And running back Ahmed Bradshaw claims his wrist injury isn't an issue, even though it seemed like he missed a little bit of time during the game this week. Saints running back Chris Ivory is questionable with his own hamstring problem. Jets running back Sean Green left the game Sunday with a neck injury. Supposedly he could have come back, could have returned to the game, but he didn't. He should be fine for this week's game. Because he Wells didn't come stomach... back, it's not like they needed him. Exactly. <laughs> Beanie Wells had a stomach virus and a fever, was throwing up during the game, so he left the game. He should be fine. He's recovering from the illness, supposedly. And I just want to say, awesome performance by Arizona kicker Jay Feely this week, who's responsible for yeah. 25 of their points and had 22 consecutive points to start the game. That was awesome. <laughs> so he might actually be a better start than John Skeleton at quarterback. But I think he's probably uh, a better know, start than Beanie Wells. I think you're probably right. <laughs> so there you go. He had a higher yards per uh, carry average than Beanie did. Dude, he was on fire. I was excited you about mean? that. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so let's get into the games. Start with our uh, annual Thursday night game. Now that we're in the latter part of the season. Yep, yep. This this weekend, this week's game, I think, is going to be a snoozer. We've got the 49ers on the road, downstate in San Diego. There, I, I don't know. I, they, both teams obviously need a win to keep their playoff hopes alive and they're both rebounding from bad starts but I just think San Diego is a much better team I think they win this game by two touchdowns and I'll go with a final score of 31-17 San Diego Alright, I, I feel like this game might be a little better I think that's more me hoping it's going to be better than logically thinking it will be I, I want to say that San Francisco is going to kind of hang in a little bit I don't think they're going to get blown out but you know, it'll be like the Penguins game Diego, tonight. Oh, you're killing me here. <laughs> every time I pick San Diego to win, they lose. So I, I don't know what to do here. I would like to, I would like to see the 49ers win this game because I think they are a better team than their record shows. But realistically, I think you have to say San Diego wins. They have just more offensive firepower. Fantasy wise, I would say you could start Alex Smith in a two quarterback league. I'd start Michael Crabtree and Josh Morgan. Definitely start tight end Vernon Davis. Um, running back-wise, 
I think I'd rather start Brian Westbrook more as a flex player, though, and not start Anthony Dixon. Even though Dixon's getting more carries, Westbrook's getting more receiving yards. So he's ultimately coming out with more fantasy points out of the two. And I would say no to the defense and no to the kicker. For San Diego, part of it just depends on who's even healthy enough to play. But uh, assuming he's healthy enough, well, Philip Rivers is healthy enough to play, and he should be in starting lineup. Same thing for running back Mike Tolbert. If Malcolm Floyd manages to play through his hamstring injury, I would start him. Vincent Jackson seems to be healthy now. It's seems to be like a seesaw. They can never have everybody on the same side or, you know, everybody in the air or, you know, on the good side at the same time. But Vincent Jackson, I would start him. Antonio Gates would be a no because he's doubtful with his foot injury. And I would start San Diego's defense. I don't think San Francisco is going to do much. I'd say no to running back Ryan Matthews, no to kicker Nate Kading, no to wide receiver Patrick Creighton, who's out with a wrist injury. I would say maybe as a flex player to running back Darren Sproles and to wide receiver like Adunane if he's able to play. It looks like he's going to play. I just, I'm just i not right. real high on him. He's <laughs> he's healthier than Malcolm right. Floyd, then probably he's worth starting then. So, All right, shall we go on to this next exciting game here? <laughs> yeah, let's keep rolling. <laughs> That's right. It's division rivalry week here. And we have Buffalo, well, in some games anyway, but we have Buffalo at Miami, the first of the Sunday early games. I don't think either of these teams is going to score much. And I think uh, Dolphins quarterback Chad Henney is doing everything he can to convince head coach Tony Sperano that he's not the right quarterback for the future. But I do think that Miami is going to win this game 20-14. I just... Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to watch it, but uh, what do you think, Jana? Well, I've been a Chad Henney apologist all season, but he just looked so bad last week. Like, every throw was off. It was just, it was painful to watch. And to be fair to him, the I, weather was lousy, but... It so. was, but I just, I feel like even if in perfect conditions, he wasn't really bringing a lot to the table last week. And I know his wide receivers are banged up. I know that the whole offense is a little wacky. There's been a lot of guys coming in and out. But I think Buffalo is going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it convincingly. I'm thinking 10 points at least. I don't. Really? I just. Wow. I have a feeling about it. <laughs> okay. I like the way Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing more than Chad Henney right now. So you think Buffalo's I mean, going to win by at least 10, and I'm picking Miami to win by at least 6. So why don't we make a bet that whoever <laughs> loses has to do the show outside next week. Are you up for that? I mean, I don't know about that, but, but I'm willing no. to bet you that I'm going to be right and you're going to be wrong. <laughs> no, okay. Go ahead. Who should we start from Buffalo this week? Uh, I would start Ryan Fitzpatrick in two quarterback leagues just because I think they're going to beat Miami convincingly doesn't mean I, I think that means they have to score a ton of points. Uh, I would start Steve Johnson, who I refuse to call Stevie Johnson. I just think that's ridiculous for a grown man. I'd start running back Fred Jackson. He may not rack up a ton of actual running yards, but he's been pretty good for receiving yards. I'd say no to the tight end, no to the kicker, no to the defense, though. So for Miami, I'm going to say yes to running back Ronnie Brown, yes to wide receiver Brandon Marshall, to tight end Anthony Fasano, yes to the defense, yes to kicker Ryan, um, not Ryan Lindell, what am I thinking? He's with Buffalo, it's uh, Dan Carpenter. I don't know why I was, I'm confused, but anyway. So, and I would say no to Sorry, Chad Henney. <laughs> Pardon? Power said, through power it. Through okay. it. <laughs> All right, so we, we've, I've determined now that the kicker for Miami is actually Dan Carpenter and not Ryan Lindell, so it's Dan Carpenter you want to start. And for Miami, I would say no to quarterback Chad Henney and no to wide receiver Brian Hartline, who was placed on IR with his finger injuries. So if you start him, you get what you deserve, which is zero. Maybe to running back Ricky Williams and maybe to wide receiver Devon Bess. But I, I think... Well, we'll see. I, I'm still more optimistic about Miami's prospects at this point than Buffalo's, but we'll see what happens. We're so, should we go out. on? 
We yeah. will, and, and don't you forget it. We're going to talk that game. We're going to talk <laughs> it up next week and see who who was right and, and who finished in second in this bet. So, anyway, moving on to another exciting early game. That would be Detroit at Tampa Bay, another game I'm glad I'm not required to watch. So, Tampa Bay, they showed a little signs of life at the end of last year. Detroit didn't show anything last year, really, um, this year. Tampa, believe it or not, is actually in contention for a wild card berth. I don't think they're going to pull it off, but I do think they're going to pull out this game, and I think they're going to win it. I think it'll be closer than most people expect, but I think Tampa Bay wins this 21-17. I think this might actually be an interesting game to watch, just because I think these teams are kind of evenly matched. Um, again, I Detroit is... If it was not Drew Storen at quarterback, I'd say for sure they're going to win this game handily. But even with, you know, being on quarterback number three this season, I still think they're going to win, although I think it's going to be close. I think this might be a a fourth-quarter finish, not exactly, you know, out of hand early or anything. But fantasy-wise, you are the president of the Josh Freeman fan club. I am, but I just – I have to go with my gut here. (laughs) Okay. I picked against my my Chad Henney too. I'm just going wild today, I guess. You are. Um, I'd start. Your gut I'd must start be a lot through, bigger than mine. <laughs> I'd start your storing in two quarterback leagues. Uh, absolutely start Calvin Johnson. I'd say yes to Nate Burleson even. Javid Best and Maurice Morris at running back. I'm still inclined to start Best because he has some receiving abilities. But I think out of the two running back-wise, I think Maurice Morris is actually a better fit. So maybe he's an option at flex. I don't know if either of them are going to put up huge numbers this week, though. Um, I'd say maybe on tight end Brandon Pettigrew. I don't love him, but he's playing well the last couple of weeks. No kicker, no defense. For Tampa, I like running back LeGarrette Blunt this week. I know I actually got a, a... a tweet today from someone saying, you know, why did you recommend him last week? He stunk, but you know, that's part of the game. I mean, and I think, we but, can't see the future. <laughs> no, well, we're we're trying the best we can. <laughs> we're but, trying. <laughs> so, you know, it would have been nice if we had told you last week, don't play Aaron Rodgers because he's going to get hurt. But uh, kudos to you if you figured that out by yourself. And if not, join the, the 99.9999% <laughs> of the rest of the fantasy playing population here. So, anyway, start with Garrett Blunt this week. Start wide receiver Mike Williams, whose knee injury is, is still bugging him, but he's probable. And start mm-hmm. tight end Kellen Winslow, who's questionable with a knee injury because we all know he's a soldier. And start the Tampa Bay defense. No to kicker Connor Barth. And maybe for quarterback Josh Freeman, depending on what other options you have. And maybe even for wide receiver Aurelia Spence. All right, let's let's try and get through this next game fast because it's just I I wish this one it didn't I, even have to be played. <laughs> the, there there are a bunch of stinker early games, and for some reason there are more early games this week than there are late games by quite a few. So, anyway, the next game up is Arizona at Carolina. The, these two teams are the two worst passing offenses in football. Jimmy Clausen has has done nothing to speak of in his. Rookie year, fellow rookie quarterback John Skelton had a meh debut last week for Arizona, even though they won convincingly. But I'm thinking that Jimmy Clausen is actually going to pull pull himself together for at least one week, and I'll go with Carolina to win this game. It's going to be a close game, but Carolina is going to get their second victory of the season, 24-21 over those hapless Cardinals. How do you see this game? Do you really think that these teams can score that many points? Because I I don't know yeah. if I believe they can. I don't know if Arizona um, can, but I'm going to disagree with you as usual. I don't like anything about Jimmy Clausen or the Panthers. <laughs> I was actually John Skelton. I he was better than I expected he would be. I didn't obviously wasn't expecting him to be great, and he wasn't. But he was okay, and you know, especially since he was only running a Skelton offense. <laughs> yeah, and. Quite frankly, if maybe Jay Feely can be quarterback, I'm down with that. If Jay Feely can do what he did last week, they're going to blow out Carolina. Well, That's if he gets five sure, yards but... of carry, yeah, they they probably will blow out Carolina. <laughs> uh, that being said, even though that won't happen again, I still think Arizona's going to win this game. 
maybe by a touchdown. Um, I would only start Skelton if you really need to fill a hole. I don't think either of these quarterbacks are really great fantasy options. Um, I would start Larry Fitzgerald. I'd say maybe a Steve Breston. Honestly, I just have not been impressed with what he's been doing at all this season. Uh, I would say yes to Tim Hightower, maybe to Beanie Wells. I He was sick last week, so it's not really an indication of what he's bringing to the table, but he hasn't been good very much very often thanks to that knee injury. So if you use him, it really only should be in a flex capacity. Uh, I'd say no to the tight end, yes to the kicker. I'd say yes to defense. I really don't think Carolina's going to score that much. Did you mention Steve Breston? Was I asleep or, or not? did you, you not mention asleep. him? I was asleep. What did <laughs> I, you say I about him? I said maybe to him. Maybe. maybe? Okay. All right. Maybe they can find some chicken soup for Beanie, too, this week. So for Carolina, I'm going to say yes to Jonathan Stewart. Pretty much anybody that has a pulse on Carolina, you can start this week, believe it or not, just because Arizona is so bad defensively against both the run and the pass. Jonathan Stewart should go crazy and have a big game. I think Steve Smith is going to have a big game, and hopefully he won't get mad again at Clausen after the game, and Clausen won't be apologizing for anything this week. I'd say yes to tight end Dante Rosario and... Yes to the defense. We'll see. We'll see. No to running back Mike Goodson. The matchup is great, but I don't think he's going to get enough touches to be relevant. And no to kicker John Casey. I'd say maybe with Jimmy Clausen. I don't think he's a bad play this week as a quarterback, especially if you're in a two-quarterback league. And you maybe even if you're really desperate for a flex starter, consider Brandon LaFell this week because, again, I just think that's a primo matchup that they've got this week going against that uh, putrid uh, Cardinal defense. So, anyway. We really enough. see this game totally differently. <laughs> we do, which is what makes it fun. So, yeah. And if well, you have a strong opinion about that... this game, call us and, and tell us that you really do care about the Cardinals because I'm still convinced that nobody really cares about them. So, next game up anyway. is the better game. and. That's mm-hmm. gonna, this is probably one of the – there are a couple good early games, and this is the first of them, and I'm talking about New Orleans at Baltimore. And these two teams both look like they could be Super Bowl contenders. Obviously, the Saints started off pretty badly and have been bouncing back. Well, not badly, but they were a 500 team, I think, through six games or eight games, six games, but now they've pulled themselves together and they seem to be clicking on all cylinders. And Baltimore hasn't really impressed me that much. Their defense isn't as good as I thought it would be, particularly against the pass, and their offense isn't as good as I thought it would be either. You know, Joe Flacco just hasn't taken that next step yet, but I think New Orleans All is right. going to who do you think is winning? <laughs> win 24-17 New Orleans. There. Okay. Why didn't you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you um, see it? You know, I think this is going to be a close game, and I I could really go either way on this. I wouldn't be shocked if Baltimore wins, but I'm going to say I'm going to go with New Orleans to just have a few more weapons. But quite frankly, I, I, I don't have a strong feeling either way on this. Fantasy-wise, I think you absolutely start Drew Brees. I know they're going against the Baltimore defense, but Drew Brees, is, I think he can rise above it. I'd start Marquise Colston. Maybe Lance Moore is a flex player, and really maybe to all the other receivers. It's always hit or miss. Running back Chris Ivory is a no for me, even if he does play with the the hamstring injury. Uh, Pierre Thomas is back. He's the only one I really want to start out of their three running backs. Reggie Bush is a maybe for me, but I'm not really, really into his prospects this week. If you had to pick one, go with Pierre Thomas. I'd say no to tight end Jeremy Shockey. Yes to the kicker, but no to the defense. On the Baltimore side of things, their defense is really the only good fantasy play there from my perspective this weekend. I don't like Joe Flacco in this game against the Saints secondary. I don't think Willis McGahee and Ron McClain, the running backs, are going to get enough touches to matter. And I don't like uh, wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada in this game. I don't like Todd Heap. He's questionable with his thigh injury. Who knows if he plays, and if so, how effective he is. And no to kicker Billy Cundiff. Maybe to running back Ray Rice. I don't think he's going to run much, so it's going to depend on on uh, his passing reception yardage, which I don't think will be that great. 
and maybe for wide receivers, Anquan Bolden and Derek Mason, who had that you know, productive game Monday night, but is questionable with an ankle injury, and maybe to tight end Ed Dixon, assuming that he stands in for, for Todd Heap this week. But, yeah, this this one I could actually watch and enjoy, I think. This this would be a good game. All right. Let's As will our next game, which is Jacksonville at Indianapolis. So... Pretty much, if Jacksonville wins this game, they put away the the AFC South, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Peyton Manning's rebound, if you want to call it that, continues, and I think Indianapolis wins this game 31-24. Every time, looking at the Jacksonville record just makes me angry. This team is, in my opinion, they're a pretender. They are not a legitimate playoff contender. They shouldn't be, even though mathematically they are, and nobody's really giving them a run for their money. But I just have – I don't believe in this team at all. (laughs) I think Indy beats them. I think they beat them by at least 10 points. I just – I don't like what's happening with some of the records here. Jacksonville has way too many wins. There's teams that should have a lot more wins than they do, which is driving me nuts. Let me guess, you think Dallas should have a lot more wins than they do? No, I don't. Dallas doesn't deserve to have more wins than they do. I don't even think they deserve to have as many as they do. (laughs) Okay, we're going to archive this show for posterity. (laughs) That being said, fantasy-wise, I think you probably need to start David Garrard. Uh, You probably should go ahead and start Mike Thomas. Mike Sims-Walker I'd go ahead and start as well as Maurice Jones-Drew. Tight end Mercedes Lewis is the only guy I really, truly love on this team. I have him on some fantasy teams, and I do like him. Even though Indy is notorious for shutting down tight ends, I still think he's worth a start. I'd say yes to the kicker because I think they're going to be kicking a lot of field goals. I just don't see a ton of touchdowns happening here, but I'd say no to the defense. Pete Manning is going to carve them up. I missed it. What did you say about Maurice Jones-Drew? Start him. Okay. So for Indy now, I want to start Peyton Manning, and I'm going to do it whether you like it or not, and I'm guessing you do like it. Oh, all right. (laughs) Wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Austin Colley should both be started. Colley is probable as he comes back from that concussion, and Jacob Tammy is also probable with his knee injury, so you start him as well and also start the Indy defense. I'd say no to all five of their running backs, Joseph Adai, Donald Brown, Mike Hart, Javaris James and Dominic Rhodes, you don't want to start any of them. And also say no to kicker Adam Vinatieri because I think they're just going to be kicking extra points all afternoon and and not field goals. So making up for those rotten games that we talked about before, here's the third consecutive game that's worth watching, and that's Philadelphia at the Giants. The other game, the game we just talked about, Jacksonville at Indianapolis, could very well decide the AFC South. In this game, Philadelphia at the Giants could very well decide the NFC East. Philadelphia has been a much better team than the Giants recently, but I think the Giants match up well with the Eagles, and I think they're going to pull this one out and win it by a field goal, 24-21. The only beef I really have with this game, I think it's going to be good, is that they're having all the NFC East teams play at the same time. Washington and Dallas are playing each other at the exact same time, and I I would like to watch both of these games, but it's not possible. (laughs) Especially when you live in the Philly, New York area. You don't get both of them. But I think this is going to be good. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come right down to the wire. And I think Philadelphia pulls it out. I think the Giants are a little bit too much of a... a, There's too much strife at the wide receiver position. I have really no faith in Eli Manning. I never have. Um, But I think fantasy-wise, you can pretty much start everybody on Philadelphia, with the one exception of Jason Avant. I'd say start Michael Vick, start Deshaun Jackson, start Jeremy Macklin, start LaShawn McCoy, uh, start the kicker, start the defense. I would say no to tight end Brent Selleck, just because he and Michael Vick really don't have the same rapport that he and Kevin Cobb do. Otherwise, if you have them, start them. So do you think Michael Vick should be allowed to own a dog again, or should we not talk about that? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the Giants. All right. For the Giants, I think you start both of their running backs, Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. You obviously don't start Smith Smith. Maybe you start Derek Hagan. And I would say yes to Hakeem Nix, yes to tight end Kevin Boss, and yes to the defense. 
no to wide receiver Mario Manningham, even if he is able to play, and no to kicker Lawrence Tynes, and I would say maybe to Eli Manning, depending on what other options you have. I would hope you have other options. (laughs) He's he's probably not someone you start in a one-quarterback thing, but especially with all the injuries and some of the mediocre quarterbacks on other teams, he would definitely, for me at least, be in the top few of that that second 12 of quarterbacks, which is sort of damning by hate praise, but anyway. Oh, okay. So Cleveland at Cincinnati. Who cares? Cleveland 21, Cincinnati 17. I mean, I can't really argue with with that. Um, I'm excited that Cole McCoy might be coming back this week. <laughs> it looks like he's going to get the start, so we don't have to deal with Jake DeLone anymore. But I would start Cole McCoy in a two-quarterback league. I'd start Peyton Hillis, start maybe Muhammad Masqua. I'm kind of up in the air on him. I'd start tight end Ben Watson. No kicker. I might I might think about starting the defense, though, because I really just don't think Cincinnati is capable of breaking 20 points at all. They're just – Carson Palmer is a disaster right now. So for Cincinnati, I would say yes to tight end Jermaine Gresham and yes to the defense. No to running back Cedric Benson. No to the kicker. Maybe for quarterback Carson Palmer – and for the wide receivers, Jordan Shipley, Terrell Owens, and Chad Ochocinco. But, again, this is another put-this-game-in-the-stinker column. I don't want to have to watch this either. So next, we've got Houston at Tennessee. Both of these teams were supposed to be playoff teams or contenders at the beginning of the season. That's obviously not happening. I think in spite of their heartbreaking loss Monday night, Houston's going to bounce back and they match up really well with Tennessee's secondary or lack thereof, and I think Houston wins this game 27-24. I think Houston has to win this game. If they can't beat Tennessee, I don't even know if they should be allowed to be an NFL team anymore. (laughs) It's ridiculous. The heartbreaking losses and just the weird stuff that happens to them, I just they're in such a bad spot right now. I feel like Tennessee's just marking time at this point until Jeff Fisher's gone and they get a new head coach and Vince Young's back and the whole strife begins again. Um, I think Houston has to win by 10 points. If There's just no way I can see this happening any other way. Um, fantasy-wise... Start Matt Schaub, start Andre Johnson, I'd say maybe on Kevin Walter, yes, Arian Foster, yes, the kicker, but no to the tight end, Owen Daniels, and no to the defense, uh, just because their defense really isn't great. I know Tennessee's not good, but the way Houston loses, I, just, I can't in good conscience tell somebody to start their defense. No. So for Tennessee, I would say yes to running back Chris Johnson. Wide receivers, who knows, but I'll go with Kenny Britt and Nate Washington and say yes to them, and only maybe to uh, Justin Gage and Randy Moss. I'd say yes to tight end Jared Cook, no to the defense, no to kicker Rob Baronis, and maybe for Kerry Collins. Houston obviously has a lousy pass defense, and maybe he can exploit that, but again, he's not somebody you start in a one-quarterback league, you know, only if you have to break the the emergency glass for a two-quarterback league, but (laughs) that's that. So now, Washington at Dallas, the game that Jan has been waiting to talk about for the whole show. This one, it's funny, They, they usually when they play, at least one of these two teams is playing for something. This year, it's a pretty meaningless game, but I think it is going to be a good game, and I think Dallas is going to win it 34-27. I don't think either team is going to be able to stop the other, but I think Dallas has a few more weapons, and I think they pulled this out. I'm excited to say, for it feels like almost never happens, that Dallas is going to win a game. (laughs) I just think Washington is more of a train wreck than Dallas is right now, and I don't really feel like Dallas is significantly better than them. They just aren't as bad as Washington. (laughs) Um, I just, I don't know how many points Washington can realistically score because I don't even know how long they're going to let Donovan McNabb stay in the game. The Shanahan's, Mike and Kyle, have been threatening for the last three weeks, oh, we're not going to start him, oh, we're not going to leave him in the whole time, we're going to work Rex Grossman out. It's just... 
They say he's going to start this week, but how long is his leash really going to be? Are they going to let him play a half? Are they going to take him out right away if something bad happens? Like, I just I think Dallas is going to win pretty handily. I don't think you can start Donovan McNabb just because there's way too much uncertainty. Um, I would start Santana Moss and Anthony Armstrong, but all the other wide receivers, I just I don't really think there's a realistic shot of them getting enough looks. Running back Ryan Terrain, I think probably is going to have a bigger game than anybody on this team because they're going to have to run a lot. <laughs> um, that being said, I'd still like to start Chris Cooley. He's one of the elite tight ends in my mind. I'd say no to the kicker and no to the defense. I think there's a fair amount of scoring, at least on Dallas's side. This is going to be a weird game, I feel like. So do you think there's any chance that if they pull McNabb, they would put Al- Albert Hainsworth in at quarterback? <laughs> I mean, maybe Jay Feely will come play quarterback for them. <laughs> Anything yeah, they, possible. <laughs> or Graham Gano, he obviously can't kick, so maybe they'll put him in at quarterback. So yeah. anyway, or, or they'll re-sign Homer Smith and make him the quarterback and let him take all the punishment <laughs> for dropping those snaps last week. So for Dallas, right. I I say yes to quarterback John Kitna, yes to running back Felix Jones, yes Miles Austin, wide receiver, yes tight end Jason Witten, and yes to kicker David Beeler. Say no to the defense because I think Washington will be able to score on them, and no to running back Marion Barber, who's questionable with his calf injury, and maybe for running back Deshard Choice, and maybe for wide receiver Roy Williams, who's questionable with a groin injury. If he doesn't play, I don't know what they're going to do. If they're just going to use Martellus Bennett or whether they're going to, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do if, if, if Williams can't play, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. All right. We've got the the show-me-state battle, and that's Kansas City at St. Louis. And much as I like the Chiefs, yeah. They'd better hope that um, Matt Castle can play because if they, if I'm assuming for my rankings that he does not play, and I think they have no chance of winning this game if Brody Croyle is their quarterback. Assuming that Croyle is the quarterback, I would go with St. Louis to win this game 24-21. If Castle's quarterbacking, I think maybe Kansas City wins it 27-28 to 24. But I'll, I'll stick with the assumption that. Uh, that Croyle is is in there, and I'm going to go with St. Louis to win this game, 24-21. What do you think? Um, I think with Brody Croyle under center, there's just no way Kansas City can win this game. If Matt Castle does play, I think that changes the whole look of who you can play and who you can't off this team fantasy-wise. But I think St. Louis is going to win because I, like you, am operating under the assumption that Castle won't play, but we're really not going to know right up until Saturday or Sunday, and that's something you're going to have to you know, set your lineup lead on. Um, I, I am, I'm I'm excited for San Luis to win some games, though. I think Sam Bradford's really good, and I like what they're doing there. But with Brody Coyle starting, I think you absolutely cannot start him. Uh, the only guy I really for sure want to start with Coyle starting is Wayne Bow. Even though he had kind of a rough game last week, normally they're good together. Um, Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones, I think you probably have to start because how much are they really going to be able to successfully throw the ball without Matt Castle there? Dexter McCluster becomes a maybe, depending on who starts and really what options you have. Tight end Tony Moyaki, I'd say no to. I'd say no to the defense. And I might think about starting the kicker just because I think that's where a lot of their points are going to come from. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, there's just not a lot there to get excited about this week. For for St. Louis, I'm going to say yes to running back Steve Jackson, Steven Jackson, yes to the defense, no to kicker Josh Brown, and maybe to quarterback Sam Bradford, and then the whole host of wide receivers they have, Danny Amendola, Brandon Gibson, Laurent Robinson, and Denario Alexander. I'm just not really excited about any of them, but I, I still think St. Louis will manage to win this game. So, unless, unless maybe Brody Croyle, I mean, Unless Matt Castle finds a, an appendix donor between now and Sunday. So, all right, so we're through the early games. Let's get to the late games. First late game up is Atlanta at Seattle. This looks like a mismatch on paper, and I think it's going to be a mismatch on the field, too. I think Atlanta wins this by at least a touchdown. I'll go with the final score of Atlanta 30, Seattle 21. I think this has the potential to be a huge blowout. 
I think Atlanta could win by two touchdowns easily. I think they go up early and they stay ahead and just score repeatedly. I have no faith in Seattle. I mean, I just, they're just putting such a terrible product out on the field. And I know some people are saying that Atlanta is kind of not as good as their record is, which I don't agree with. I happen to think they're they're one of the better contenders in the NFC right now. But I think you have to start everybody here. <laughs> I really, I, even the water boy, you can start on Atlanta this week. You start Matt Ryan, you start Roddy White, you start Michael Jenkins, Michael Turner, Tony Gonzalez. I'd start the kicker in the defense. Like, seriously, anybody who's ever even lived in Atlanta, you can start on your fantasy football team. <laughs> start Hank Aaron. Okay, <laughs> so for Seattle, I'm going to say start quarterback Matt Hasselbeck. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball at all on Atlanta, so I think they're just going to be throwing all day. Hasselbeck is questionable with a wrist injury, but if he's well enough to play, I think he's worth starting, especially in a two-quarterback league. Wide receivers, I would say yes to um, Ben Obamanu. He's probable with a hand injury. Yes to Golden Tate. I'd say yes to Mike Williams, who's probable with an ankle injury. Probably no to Brandon Stokely, who's questionable with a hamstring. Yes to tight end John Carlson. No to wide res- to running backs Marshawn Lynch and Justin Forsett. No to the defense. No to the kicker Olindo Mare. And as Jana mentioned before, wide receiver Dion Butler has been put on injured reserve. So you obviously don't want to start him either unless you're trying to lose. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I really can't see if anyway that would be a good idea. <laughs> All right. So on to the next game, which will probably be more interesting to watch than it will. You're not going to see many fantasy points scored in this game, I don't think, by either side. But I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game, but I don't think the Jets collapse completely. I think it'll be like last week where their offense just has a hard time doing anything and their defense keeps them in the game. I think Pittsburgh wins this 17-14. I agree. I just I don't think there's a ton of points scored here, but I really would be shocked if the Jets get double digits. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they don't score a touchdown, quite frankly. I think Pittsburgh is going to beat them easily. I just... I think it's going to be a, a defensive game for the most part, but I just Mark Sanchez <laughs> and the Jets right now are just not good. And the fact that it's all, you know, from from Monday on, it's all hype all week on Jets games now is just making me really not like the Jets even more than I already did. I just they have the pieces. It should work. It just doesn't. And I don't I don't know what Mark Sanchez's deal is. Obviously, I've never really been a fan of him, <laughs> but I don't think you can start him. I think there's absolutely no value to be had in starting him in any capacity this week. Um, I would say you can maybe start Santonio Holmes, but that's the only receiver I'm really feeling like you have any shot of getting value out of. I'd start LaDainian Tomlinson, but not Sean Green, and that's really depending on your options. It's not a great matchup. Tight end Dustin Keller is a maybe for me. I like him better than most tight ends, but again, I just don't think there's going to be enough targets. No to the kicker, yes to the defense. I just it's going to be a hard fought game. On the Pittsburgh side, I th- you want to start wide receivers Heinz Ward and Mike Wallace, start tight end Heath Miller, and start the defense. I'd say no to quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. No to wide receiver Manuel Sanders. No to kicker Sean Sweesom. And maybe to running back Richard Mendenhall. If he's able to get involved in the passing game, he might have some value. But if all he does is run the ball, he's not going to get very far against the Jets. All right. <laughs> not much more right. to say about that. Nope. Next game up, we've got Denver at Oakland. And... Oakland pretty much kissed their playoff hopes goodbye last weekend when they lost at Jacksonville. Denver pretty much kissed their playoff hopes goodbye when they spent their first-round draft pick on Tim Tim Tebow last April. But I think Oakland is going to rebound. I think think Denver is at the point where they're pretty much just mailing it in, and I'm going to go with the final score of Oakland 27, Denver 17. I... I don't really know what to expect from this game. This is probably the two weirdest teams in the league in that 
you know, Oakland shouldn't be as good as they are, and I don't think Denver should be as bad as they are, but there's just so much weird stuff that happens in the front office and with the coaches and just with these teams in general that you never really know who's going to show up, the good version or the bad version. And I'm inclined to think that Denver's going to win this game this week. That's more of a gut feeling than significantly thinking Denver's better than Oakland because realistically – they're not playing great, but I don't think Oakland is either. Maybe Denver um, should just some... got their team. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how that would work out for them. <laughs> We've never seen that happen before. But yeah. I just I know some people have been asking if Tim Tebow is gonna play this week and they said no, Kyle Orton's gonna start, but you have to wonder if he gets in trouble early, how long are they gonna keep him in there? Plus the uh, Bruce Ritz. There's something wrong with him too, isn't there, or wasn't there? Uh, I think he's okay now, but I just okay. I know Denver doesn't want a repeat of the last time they played Oakland. I do even think with Tebow, I don't Kyle. think they have a prayer. Well, I mean, we always disagree, so we'll see. I think you can start Kyle Orton, but only in a two quarterback league. I'm inclined to start Brandon Lloyd, maybe Jabbar Gaffney, maybe Eddie Royal. To no to the tight end, yes to no Sean Marino, but no kicker, no defense. I happen to think they'll score more points than you do, so I'm inclined to start more of these receivers, but I'm sure you disagree with me on that. <laughs> well, we're all entitled to our opinions, no matter how wrong we are, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. For Oakland, I would start running backs Darren McFadden and Michael Bush. I would start tight end Zach Miller, who's probable with a foot injury. Yes to the defense and yes to kicker Sebastian Janikowski. There's nobody, no no's for me on Oakland, and I'm maybe on Jason Campbell if you're in a two-quarterback league, and maybe on wide receivers, Jacoby Ford and Lewis Murphy. Not crazy about either of them, but depending on what other options you have, they might be worthwhile against Denver's uh, defense. Let's move on to a game that I really thought was going to be better two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, it might still be good if Aaron Rodgers can play, but assuming, and I'm assuming that he's not, but I'm going to, I don't think I'm exactly going out on a limb here, but I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I know New England has won their last two games in very convincing fashion, but I think even if Matt Flynn is forced to start, that he would do an adequate job against New England's secondary, although I realize they're improving, but I'll go with the final score of New England 24, Green Bay 21. I think this game's really going to depend on whether or not Aaron Rodgers plays. <laughs> I think if Matt Flynn's under center, I don't think they have a prayer against New England. Matt well, Flynn at least the Colts isn't going to bother Green Bay. No, but Matt Flynn did not set the world on fire last week for sure. I happen to be higher on the New England defense than you are. Um, if Aaron Rodgers plays, you absolutely start him. If he does not and Matt Flynn plays, you do not start Matt Flynn. Um, I'm sure Sherpa would disagree with me and say start him in a two-quarterback league because you clearly think they're going to be better as an offense with him. Um, Again, with the receivers, this is much like Kansas City. Depending on who the quarterback is, is really going to weigh how you start these guys. But I think you can probably start Donald Driver and Greg Jennings either way. I think they'll just get enough targets. I don't know how many touchdowns they can actually score for you, but I would say no to James Jones. Running back Brandon Jackson and James Starks is kind of a weird situation. Brandon Jackson seems to be getting a little bit more of a push, but he's really not producing at all. I would say no to him and maybe to James Starks, but again, they're splitting carries. They're not producing a ton, so really that's going to depend on what your options are. I'd say no to the tight end and no to the defense, but I might go ahead and start the kicker. He's good. And I think that's there's not going to be a lot of touchdowns, in my opinion, on the Green Bay side of the ball. So I think your kicker might be a better option than a lot of the players. I think the running back tandem needs a nickname. You know, you have Thunder and Lightning for the Giants and some others. How about we call Brandon Jackson and James Starks the flat tires? <laughs> it's fitting. I mean, they're not even breaking 30 yards some games. No. Like, it's terrible. So I think that's... I think that's a good nickname for them. We'll confirm now. Henceforth on the Fourth and Inches show with Jan and the Sherpa, Brandon Jackson and James Stark shall be collectively referred to as the Flat Tires. All right. So for New England, 
for New England, yes, start quarterback Tom Brady. Yes to wide receivers uh, Wes Welker and Dion Branch, assuming he's healthy enough to play. He's questionable with a knee injury. Yes to the defense. No to kicker. Um, no to kicker Shane Graham. And I don't know why I wrote Sebastian Yanikowski down, but that's obviously wrong. No to kicker You're Shane all Graham. All today. No, yeah, I just haven't been paying enough attention, I suppose, to kickers. So no to kicker Shane Graham for the third and final time. And maybe mm-hmm. to running back Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. Maybe to oh, tight ends Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. Good luck telling me which one of those is going to have a bigger week. So, anyway, should be a good game to watch. Yeah, and let's uh, get to our Monday night showdown. <laughs> well, the, the biggest question for this game is where it's going to be played. I mean, they, they're trying to hire fans, or not even hire, they're asking for fans to volunteer to go out there in, in sub-zero weather to shovel out the the... I think the um, the Gophers. Wait a second there, about but... that. I mean, everybody is upset that Minnesota is asking their fans to come shovel a stadium. Do they not understand that this happens all the time? Teams ask them. I know the, the Eagles have done it repeatedly. I don't think it's that big of a deal. If fans want to come help, great. But like, they don't. It's not like a law. You have to. I don't know why everyone's so upset about it. Well, because. This team, it just makes the team seem like a bunch of cheapskates, like they should be, you know, hey, the unemployment rate is obviously above zero there in the Twin Cities, so why not hire some people to do it rather than and just saying, oh, come on out and shovel snow? I'm sure they're not going to give these people tickets for doing it. I mean, do you really I, think they... I think they probably will. I know when the Eagles do it, they give guys tickets. If you show up and shovel snow, they'll give you tickets. How can they give you tickets to something that's in theory sold out? I mean, I know they always hold certain house tickets for celebrities and stuff, but I, I just doubt that they're going to give out you know thousands of tickets if you know, everybody who wants to goes out and shovels snow there, but we'll see. Besides, they'll all be frosted, and they won't be able to get to the game on Monday. But I just you know, I don't think it's that is as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. I don't think it's like unrealistic right. for them to ask. <laughs> so you can tell how much we think about this game by the fact that we've spent more time talking about who's shoveling the snow off the field rather than who's actually playing and who should be in your starting lineup. But since we do have to mention the game at least in passing, I'm going to pick Minnesota to win this game 2017. Really? Even though yep. there's a chance yep. that Craig Perillo could play quarterback, you think Minnesota's going to win this game? Craig who? Greg Camarillo. They don't have a quarterback. Oh. How can you pick them to win a game? <laughs> they don't need a quarterback. They'll just, oh I don't know, God. maybe they'll. I just, I'm, well, we'll see. I, I, think I think Chicago wins. I think Chicago wins by at least a touchdown. But I, the thing I'm most excited about this game is the possibility of somebody who's not a quarterback playing quarterback. It's like when position players pitch in baseball. It'll be like <laughs> the Wildcat offense. They're not going to throw back in the shotgun. and It'll just be like the Wildcat offense every play, and they'll do a lot of three and outs. And you know, I don't know. No. Then everybody's going to be mad that they, they gonna, shoveled. How are they going to you know? score 20 points to win the game if all they do is three and outs? <laughs> well, Riddle me that, Sherpa. <laughs> well, Chicago's going to fumble. Jake Cutler's going to turn the ball over about ten times, and that's how Minnesota's going to get their twenty points. Aha! Yeah, this this is not happening. You're crazy. <laughs> Jake Cutler's not great, but he's way better than whoever they're going to trot out at quarterback. Sorry, I don't Chicago think has, Patrick Ramsey is going to light the world on fire here. Not Chicago happening. has as much time. Chicago has as much chance of winning this game as you do of finding me shoveling snow out in Minneapolis to clear the field ball for them. This is something that I am absolutely going to be right about, and we are going to be talking about next week, and I'm going to rub it in your face. (laughs) Yeah, just don't put any snow in your hand before you do that. But anyway, so who do you like from Chicago then? Uh, I say start Jay Cutler in a two-quarterback league. I'm not crazy. Uh, (laughs) I'd say you could start Earl Bennett. I'd say maybe to Devin Hester. Yes to running back Matt Forte. No to the tight end. Yes to the kicker. I'd even start the defense because I don't think Minnesota's scoring a ton of points. 
So for Minnesota, I say yes to wide receiver Sidney Rice and yes to wide receiver, not quarterback, Greg Camarillo. At least hopefully he's not a quarterback. And yes to tight end Asante Shanko. Yes to the defense. Yes to kicker Ryan Longwell. I'd say no to the quarterback, whether it's Tavares Jackson or or, or Brett Favre or Patrick Ramsey or, or Fran Tarkington or Bob Berry or Bob Lee or whoever plays quarterback for them. Don't start them. Don't start running back Toby Gerhardt. Don't start wide receiver Percy Harvin, even if he's able to play. And maybe to running back Adrian Peterson. I know people are going to say I'm nuts. You have to start him every week. And I say no, matchups matter. And Chicago's run defense is pretty good. So if you have a better option than Adrian Peterson, someone like LeGarrette Blunt, maybe with a really good matchup against Detroit's run defense, I, I would actually How are they going to score points? You don't even want to start anybody. <laughs> well, we'll see. Your logic. There is no logic to your prediction. <laughs> That's not true. I, I looked in my Magic 8 ball. Oh, okay. Well, that makes everything it said okay. guess again. <laughs> Every every pick I made, it said guess again. Oh, so anyway, no. <laughs> so so we have lots of time left over to discuss some really burning issues here. So are you ready? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, this week we're going to ask an ethical question. If you're not in the fantasy playoffs, or if you're in the in the consolation bracket, or the toilet bowl, or whatever your league calls your your also ran playoffs. Should you be working the waiver wire during the fantasy playoffs, or should you just be standing out of the way and let the the teams that are actually playing for the championship have the the pick of all the good players? So, you, what do you think about this? I'm I'm guessing that we disagree on this, but you tell me. No, I, I'm guessing we agree, but you tell me what you think. <laughs> I think you should absolutely not be working the waiver wire. Unless you're in some kind of dire straits and you don't have a quarterback at all, like say both your quarterbacks got hurt last week and you absolutely need a body to fill a position, go ahead and pick somebody up. But I don't think there's any reason you need to be dropping three guys, you need to be picking guys up, you need to be making a ton of moves. If you're in the consolation bracket, it's just unless there's some kind of money on the line and – I can't see how there would be in a consolation game, but that's the only reason I could think of possibly working the waiver wire if you're not even in the full, like, real playoffs. I just think it's well, there's no reason for it. Well, in some leagues, too, they, they penalize you or they make you buy donuts for everyone if you finish in last place or they make you shovel the snow out of the stadium or what have you. But, uh, you know, well, I, I don't know. If you're in last place, I, you're, probably not, you're probably not in a consolation game if you're in, in 12th out of a 12-person league. It's that. I mean, most leagues, there's a consolation game for guys who are in the middle of the pack, not, you know, dead last. Yeah, all right. So... I'm I'm well I think we agree here. I I agree with you that you should not do that. I and I only thought of that because it came up in the league that I play in this week where the, the commissioner sent out a specific note to everyone saying if you're not in the final four in this league, don't bother picking up players off the waiver wire because you're just gonna screw things up. Yeah. I mean I just I don't see any reason to. It's not like what are you gonna have bragging rights for finishing in eleventh place? Like, come on. No, but maybe there's no reason. There's no reason to just totally torpedo somebody else. I guess, and of course, there are always some mean-spirited people that'll, you know, if if you're in a league where somebody has to be on waivers for two or three days after the drop, they'll just pick up and drop, pick up and drop, pick up and drop a bunch of people, which I think is is mean and nasty. And yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. Although I've I've certainly been in leagues where people do that, and it's just not a good thing. I mean, this is just a game, but anyway. So, do we have time for one Uh, more quick question? Nope, we are just about out of time. If you are looking for waiver wire pickups, which we didn't really get to today, feel free to tweet us, email us, go to fantasyfootballsherpa.com. We'll be happy to help you out there. In the meantime, we will be here next week, and we'll be talking about injuries from Week 15. We'll talk about Week 16 game analysis, help you get through your fantasy football playoffs. 
You can find us from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are all throughout the season. And you can feel free to contact us during the week. We love talking to you guys. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com or find us on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow, where we'll also be on Sunday morning or Saturday night, if that's when you say you want to set your lineup, so you can ask us questions right up until game time about who to start, who to sit. Uh, anything you need will be there. And you can also find us on the fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog all week long and read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. There's another great article he just posted today. And thank you so much for listening. Hopefully your team's not as racked by mine. <laughs> yeah, and just remember, if, if Janet isn't around to answer your questions this weekend, it's because she's out in Minnesota shoveling snow in hopes of getting free tickets to the to, to the uh, Vikings-Bears uh, yeah. games. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening.